Welcome back to Inside the Pastor Study Podcast. I'm Pastor Jeremy. And I'm Pastor George. And it is great to be back on a Monday doing a podcast. I love Monday podcasts. I feel like if we can start off our Monday with a podcast session, the rest of the week is just a little bit more likely to be predictable. Yeah. Which is a rare thing in our line of work. Predictable. Isn't that awesome? Yeah. Yeah. It's one of the things that's drawn me to it, honestly. We are a father and son pastoral team. Part of what it is to be a pastor is to live in a world of, um, you know, that's not predictable. And I think there is a, you know, there's a certain like wiring about that, that, you know, I think if you enjoy uh, an, uh, the, a world that is less predictable and spontaneous, then you know pastoral ministry may be maybe, something yeah, for maybe. you. Um, but yeah, that's uh, yeah, it's good. It's good to start off though with some rhythm and to get things right. And yeah, you know, so here we are on a Monday uh, podcasting, and it's great to be back with you. We hope you're having a uh, good beginning of your week, and we hope your commute's going okay right now because yes, you know, yeah, it's possible you're sitting in the car in traffic t- listening to us, or maybe but you're then, watching us but online. Then they'll get to hear us more that's true. of us before they have to go back get and more content in before you have to get in there. That's right. Yeah. Uh, you could be watching us on YouTube or you could be uh, watching us on Spotify. Those are also options. And if you're doing that, um, do all of the things that social media people ask you to do. Like like, um, share and comment. Yeah, that helps out the podcast a lot because really we're just trying to trick computers. That's all this is. It's, it's, I know it's annoying. I know every single person out, every influencer out there asks for this and all of us are trying to trick the computers into letting your friends see our content. I was watching this guy the other day. I watch him on a regular basis. He does, he does like a, a little news podcast every day, and he's got he's got hundreds of thousands of followers. Oh, just like right? us. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Right. So, uh, but <laughs> it, it's annoying because he, he he'll tell a story, mm-hmm. and then he'll ask this question like, "What do you think of such and such a thing? Make a comment. Leave a it. comment down Leave below. A comment down below. No one leaves a comment. Down Nobody. Below on that. Absolutely not. Because I'm going to get the information about this. That, I see that a lot too. Like, leave a comment down below. Because that's part of the. But the, we're just tricking yeah, algorithms. Yeah, algorithm. yeah, yeah, we don't. I mean, that guy might actually go into his comment section and you know he might do he might. something with it. Sure. But really, we're just trying to trick the sure. computers. So, trick your computer. Let them know that you care. Yeah. Um, and send the stuff around because we actually do care. We want people to hear the podcast. We think it's uh helpful. Part of what we do with this podcast is give you an inside look into what pastors talk about throughout the week. Um, when we're not preparing sermons yeah. or when we're not preparing lectures or the stuff that we have learned in our process of preparation that just didn't make the sermon because it didn't quite fit, but still useful. That's that's what we're doing here. It's a chance to, to talk about some of these things and how uh, our belief and how scripture can apply to every facet of life. Right. So, so uh, we're glad you're along the ride with us, and let's kick off our episode today with our it, theological. Interesting that it took us three minutes to get through just your normal lead. Yeah, this it's morning tough. it's going to be a serve. It's going to be a morning. Get ready. We're going to try and yeah, you know, we'll try and keep this thing to our normal hour. We'll see yeah, how it goes. Okay, yeah. All right. Theological term of the week. Here it comes. The theological term of the week. This week's term is denomination. Ooh. Yeah, isn't that awful? The worst. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's what we're supposed to believe, right? Yeah, Denominations yeah, are exactly. a problem. And, you know, we've kind of talked about this already once, yeah. many, 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 many episodes ago. Yeah, like 70 or so ago. Right. We talked about how at, coming out of the Second Great Awakening, there is a group mm-hmm. uh, called the Church of Christ. Uh, the Church of Christ got its foundings out of uh, out of uh, the Presbyterian Church. Uh, sometimes they're called the Christian Church. 
But one of the things, another aspect of the Church of Christ is they're also sometimes called the Disciples of Christ. Mm. They're kind of a, a, I'm going to use the word, denomination. An anti-denomination denomination. They are an anti-denomination denomination. Mm -hmm. They began with this idea that everybody should, they would, they were kind, going to try and be like the New Testament church. Mm -hmm. And in being like the New Testament so we're church. They're going to fight a lot and disagree a lot. Yeah, right. Make outside people write them letters to get fixed. <laughs> get drunk at get drunk at communion. Yeah. 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 I, every time I hear that, we want to be a New Testament church thing. I think about all the problems in the New Testament churches. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Anyway. So that's what they wanted to be. They wanted to be a New Testament church. So they they decided that there was no reason to call themselves a church and that there was no reason to call themselves anything but what the Bible called them, which was Christians, mm -hmm. which, of course, was actually a derogatory term yeah. that was attached to the believers in uh, in, in, in Antioch. Antioch right? And uh, and they just said, "Well, you know, you might mean it. For, you might mean it for bad, but God means it for good." And we, we like the title, um, but uh, they didn't like that idea of being called by denominations. So they were just going to be Christians. And, uh, and they wanted to get rid of all denominations. Mm -hmm. And to a very great extent, you see that, that concept and coming out of the Second Great Awakening that has just flowed throughout the United States. And it's like denomination bad. Right. I mean, there's a whole movement of churches that are non-denominational churches. Right? Yes, exactly. <clears throat> like, you know, uh, we have good friends who are uh, just up the road in a Bible church. Sure. You know, and the reason they call themselves a Bible church is we're not about a denomination. We're, we're just about the Bible. Exactly. Yeah. You know, we're just just like all it. of the other Bible churches, just like us. Yes. Yeah. Right. 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 That's right. tricky. I I understand the reasoning. Right. We don't want to be known for what makes us divided. We want to be known for what makes us common or 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 together. Like we want to be known for our belief in Jesus and the scriptures. Yes. Yeah. And so these divisions divisions are divisive and we don't want to fight that we should all get along. I, I love all of that, but it's not um helpful. Right. So here's the right. here's the essence of denomination. When you say that you belong to a denomination, you are identifying yourself with other people. Mm -hmm. And identifying that you have a common polity, mm -hmm. something we talked about last week, yeah, right? You have a common polity, you have a common focus, and you have a common liturgy. Mm -hmm. Those things identify you, and it says, I can identify with other people just like me in the Christian community. It's not saying, denomina denomination is not saying I don't think you're a Christian because you don't do things my way. Right. Denomination is saying, I still recognize your your faith in Christ, but when it comes to my local communion and my local worship, I'm more comfortable and with people who are doing it the way I know it to be done. Sure. This is, yeah, I mean, we've... We've talked about this um, illustration a lot of times, but that that bullseye illustration, yeah. you know, that centerpiece of the non-negotiable things that make you a Christian or not a Christian, that second ring are convictions that maybe separate you from other Christians, but you know you're going to enjoy heaven together. And that third ring 
is our preferences, and you can um, fellowship in the same church service with somebody who has different preferences, and you just agree that those are different preferences. Yeah. Right. So denominations inhabit that second ring, that yes. conviction ring. Yes. Based on my interpretation of scripture, I have a conviction about this particular item. And you may have a different conviction based on your reading of a different passage. And we're going to agree that because we share the bullseye piece, the centerpiece, that we're going to enjoy heaven together. But on a Sunday morning, we're going to also agree that like, if you worship in your church building and I worship in mine, I don't hate you. Right. Um, right. We're, just, we're just gathering with people who have a common understanding of this particular passage of scripture or this particular practice of the church. Right? Exactly. So let's put this into a theological perspective hmm. because it is a theological term of the week. Yeah. And one of the things we were talking about before we started the podcast is that we've hit some words here in ecclesiology that that aren't necessarily like Bible words, mm -hmm. and, and they're still important terms in a theological sense, and we need to address them. But let, let's just kind of spin this. Why do we have denominations? And one of the reasons we have denominations, we talked about the good stuff. Let me talk about kind of a bad thing that leads to a good thing. And that bad thing is that all of us are sinners. Mm -hmm. Because all of us are sinners, each of us comes to God's Word with a need to interpret Scripture. Hmm. And that interpretation can often influence how we gather, how we worship, sure. how we fellowship with one another. Scripture is infallible, but the interpreters aren't. Exactly. Yeah. Right? And obviously, we have the power of the Holy Spirit to enlighten our minds and to, to direct our thoughts. Uh, but even in that enlightenment and in that direction, um, we as fallible, sinful beings still run into struggle of interpretation, and, and that's what leads to denominations, because uh, how am I going to interpret that piece of Scripture? Right. Case in point, right? So we're going to talk about this uh, in a couple of weeks in a theological term, but the idea of baptism, mm -hmm. right? Um, we as a community church actually practice um, baptism by immersion. We're, mm -hmm. we're in line with the Baptists and the Congregationalists on that idea, right? Mm -hmm. um, our idea of the word Baptist is that we actually take the literal idea of the word and as it was used in the Greek and we say, okay, you have to immerse somebody. Mm -hmm. But another, and we have to immerse for the sake of for the sake of demonstrating that that person has followed, past tense, Christ, and wants to demonstrate their obedience. Sure. All right. We'll fight on that one because, mm -hmm. you know. Conviction. Conviction, right? I have brothers in the Lord who are Presbyterians. Yeah. Right. right, and they'll use entirely different passages of scripture to justify their sprinkle. Just of a infants. little bit of water, and yeah, right. exactly. Right. Of a baby, and it's good. Yeah, and and they're they're actually doing something completely different from what we're doing. Yeah, with the same with the same ordinance. Right, right. Which we can talk about. Oh, another. Oh, we're just introducing all kinds. of Yeah, words. so many words to pay attention to down the road. Yes, we don't want to. Yes. We don't want to give all those away quite no, yet. You just no, have to no, keep no, listening no. to the podcast. Right, right. So, but yeah, these these. These are essentials, really, to to certain denominations, and they do they do come out of a place of disagreement. Yes, um, but because, but because you can rightly interpret scripture, I don't know if rightly is the right word, but because you can faithfully interpret scripture in a certain way and understand those convictions, like 
we can give some generosity toward our our brothers and sisters in Christ and say, ah, you know, I I can you, your love for the Lord is evident. Your your um your relationship with the Lord is evident. Um, but our disagreement on this particular topic would be so divisive if we, if we were in the same place. So in grace, we were going to separate. Right. right? So I had a, we had a situation one time with a, a family member who came from a, uh, a tongue-speaking, charismatic church. Different kind of baptism. Yeah. Lo- loved Jesus. No question about it. She loved Jesus. And we were at a party one time and she found out what we were, where we were and what we were doing in pastoral ministry. And we started into this conversation and we were talking about Jesus and we were talking about salvation and we were talking about the joys of knowing Christ. And, and then, then she started to talk about, you know, speaking in tongues. And I just, hang on a second. I said, where we have been is common ground. Mm-hmm. Where you're going is divisive. Mm-hmm. Let's stay on the common ground. Yeah. Let's talk about the things we agree on and we'll be great because I don't want to divide over that. Right. Now there's a place for dividing over that. That's why we have denominations. Mm-hmm. I would never expect a single church in a community. Mm. Mm-hmm. I think that there's room for multiple <clears throat> churches, multiple opportunities, multiple multiple ways of reaching people for Jesus. Yeah. Right? Um where I get into where we all get into trouble is where we say my denomination is the only denomination. Sure. Yeah, that's and then you're moving toward a legalistic worldview at that exactly. point. Exactly, that's a problem, and that's the bad word. That's denominationalism. Yeah, where mine says, mine is the only way. That's true. Yeah. So denominations are good because they unite people. Mm-hmm. Denominationalism is bad because it divides people. Ah, I like that take. Um, so where I've I have some ideas in this, but I'm just going to pose it your direction. Is this a biblical term? Is do we see? Do we see places in the New Testament church where this sort of, you know, go back to that flawed, broken New Testament church, where this sort of um, division is okay and acceptable? So we may, you know, my, one of my, one of my more intriguing verses, verse we skip over because it's at the end of Acts 15. Mm-hmm. And Acts 15, you're focused you're focused on the Council of Jerusalem. You're focused on this great win that Gentiles are welcome into the body. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> you get down to Acts 15 at the end, and Paul and Barnabas are saying, "Hey, let's go do another. Let's go do another meeting. Let's go do another missions trip, right?" Yeah. And uh, and Barnabas is saying, "And I want to bring John Mark." And right. Paul is saying, "No guy. way, absolutely not." And and they it says that they were so heated in their discussions that they parted ways. Barnabas goes one direction with John Mark and Paul goes another way with Silas. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, I'm sure that that heals. Mm. I'm, I'm convinced that over time they realize that they have different objectives, uh, but the same, but the same goal, if yeah. you will. Right? Yeah. And I think I'm pretty sure that that heals. Another place where you see it is in Galatians. Which is when you were going to go to, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, and that whole idea of of Peter and Paul um, just getting into a you know heated conversation at Denny's. Yeah, the the um, my uh, I had a professor who talked about that it was the showdown at the Antioch Golden Corral. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And and what's the agreement? The agreement is Peter's going to go to the Jews 
and I'm going to go to the Gentiles. Yeah. This is division of focus. Division of focus. Yeah, and another one I thought of too is when you know Paul is it the Philippians where Paul is talking about some um, preach Christ out of envy and strife. Oh yeah, I guess oh, that's no, what I'm that, too. But that works too. That no, would... I was thinking of some some for a, you know some been watered by Apollos watered. Yes. I, yeah. Yes. Um. This this concept of different pastors who were at that point would probably have different. Differing First Corinthians three, um, you know, differing yes. messages or methodologies. Yes, and, and Paul's saying, "Hey, we're all like this is a, this unifying statement of these differing methodologies and personalities still have a, a role and a place within the kingdom." Right, right, yeah. So back in the nineties, there was a group called Promise Keepers. A lot of people hated them. Mm-hmm. Um, too ecumenical. Too ecumenical. Um, I, I Did always do that word yet. No, that's another one that's Scrolling coming up. up. All right, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, you know, one of, the, one of the ways that I know that somebody's on target is if I, if I Google them mm. and the first three pages are telling me stories of why they're bad. Because. <laughs> um, yeah, as long as there's no glaring sin, it's just yeah, somebody's really yeah, annoyed with them. Yeah, I just, yeah. just, just kind of look at those and, you know. Uh, but so Promise Keepers, here's one of the, here's what was one of the great things about Promise Keepers. Promise Keepers had a doctrinal statement. Mm-hmm. They had a very strong, very, very clear doctrinal statement mm-hmm. that was broad. Mm. Um, it was broad in that it focused on you had the Jesus was the way to salvation. The Bible was the truth. Um, Christ rose from the dead. Yeah, you're, you're basically talking about like the five fundamentals of the church right sure. there, right? That that was their doctrinal statement, and they said, we welcome any church and any man to join us who agrees with these five principles of truth, right? And um, there were people that were having hissy fits over that, because what, what Promise Keepers was saying is, we're all going to come into this room, and we're all going to have our differences. Yeah. We're going to focus but we've on got these five, right? Yeah, we're going to focus on these five and leave the differences outside the door. Focus on the five. Yeah, it's the same methodology that you get out of Billy Graham too, right? Like yeah, to some extent. Yeah, well, he's Billy a little Graham, he's a little broader, but he's also trying to yeah, preach the gospel to churches that have forgotten it. So right, I give a lot of grace to that too. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So. Oh, there's a lot of discussion here, and we can prove that by our first dozen or 15 episodes. There's a lot to yeah. go down. There's a lot to yeah. talk about. And if you're curious about this whole topic, um, it's worth going back and checking those out. Um, and we've told you to do that those. now for like the four, last four episodes. Yeah. So probably it's a good time for you to do that. Just, yeah. If you haven't gotten there, go back. It's okay. Yeah. I know. Like there are some podcasts out there where if you go back to the beginning of their catalog and start listening, it's like an entirely different podcast. Because they've just gotten better over time, and I hope we've gotten better too. Yeah, maybe, uh, mm-hmm. but we're probably you know we're, we're we're close enough to the beginning that this you know we're pretty similar. So right. go back and check those things out. And uh, if you're curious about the evolution of can I say evolution in church? You the, can. The, yeah, uh, yeah. the the evolution of denominations in the United States. That's uh, you can do a deep dive on, on that through our first few episodes. Yeah, but that's we'll stop it there because there's other sure. stuff we want to talk about oh, today. Yeah. But that is. Uh, our theological term of the week, denomination. The theological term of the week. So I pause one rant to move on to another one. Yes. Yeah. Yes, this is rant week. Yeah. 
buckle up, which is good if you're commuting. We hope you are. Yes. Um, please. <laughs> but um, <clears throat> so we started this. You, we started this conversation in our pre-show, um, and if we had like a Patreon thing or whatever, like you know that you know like how yes. people do that, like there's this thing into the pre-show, yeah, Ooh. you know subscribers or like people who yeah. are, can tune into the pre-show. We're a free podcast, so you don't get that. Sorry, yeah, sorry. Um, so um, the uh, but in the pre-show conversation, marshcorner.com if you want to give, just let it. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I guess you could do that. Yeah. Um, so um, in the pre-show. You know, we are now, um, we're into December, we've moved through, you know, we're, we're officially in Advent time, which is great for all of you people who have to have all of your holidays in order. Um, but the, uh, we've just been reflecting a bit on our Thanksgiving Eve service and yeah, Thanksgiving in general, right? Thanksgiving in general. See, here's one of the things that tipped me off and it's going to start this rant is that, um, uh, Facebook, mm-hmm. looking at Facebook. And it's a good place to talk. Yeah, about yeah. Rants. I and look, I'm I'm a classic lurker on Facebook. Um, I I resist saying stuff on Facebook because it gets you banned from the pages you say. Yes, stuff on. <laughs> I have. I mean, I mean, I I said something. I I have an Instapot because I have all kinds of uh, cooking is my hobby. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. how I relax. Mm-hmm. So I have an Instapot just. As a fun other method, right? And I was on the Instapot Facebook and somebody asked, somebody asked something really stupid about cooking and I responded with pure snark and I got kicked off. I booted, canceled. I did because it was like, it was like, if, if you were that dumb, Send the Instapot back and stick to McDonald's. I mean, it was that bad. I just, is that what you said? Is that your actual con- was that no, a quote? No, no. Right, good, good, I was good. more gracious than that. <laughs> but, but still got you. Still got me. Out of the Instapot community. Yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah. So so, so I, I'm very careful about what I say. And I just watch. I look. I read. Um, I, I tell my people here at Marsh, um, look, I'm not going to friend you on Facebook. Because you you may not want me to see what you say on Facebook, <laughs> um, but you know I, I'm willing to accept just I'm willing to accept everybody from my church friend who friends me. Yeah. It, it's just if you want me to be your friend, I will be your friend, and I will stay up to date on your Facebook. I really will because mm-hmm. it's it's you speaking from your heart, even if it's stupid memes. Mm-hmm. Okay, you don't have anybody in our world like that, though. No, no. no. <laughs> Um, anyway, (laughs) I'm scanning Facebook and I'm scanning the people that are close to me and, uh, I'm looking at their coming out of Thanksgiving and, and I was discouraged because it's, I'm thankful that I got up in the morning, Mm. thankful that I have air to breathe, Mm -hmm. um, Thankful for my health. If, I don't, if you don't have health. health, you don't have anything. Yeah, 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 yeah. Thankful for my family. And I I started thinking about what we as believers are thankful for. Hmm. And are we different from what unbelievers are? This is a theme that I think we've been pulling out a lot lately, this idea of how different are we. Yeah. We talked about that a little bit last week, too, I think. We were talking about... Um, 
uh, you know, for just nice in the whole world, like prizes, nice and loving. So it doesn't really make us all that different. You know, when we were talking about hope, right? Right. right. Yeah. So like the way we express hope should make us a little bit different. Um, but yeah, I think the way we express thanks should also make us different. Sure. We're creating a sermon series here. We haven't even thought about it yet till now. Yeah. Um, the yeah. ways that we are, the ways that Christians should be different from the world, right? Yeah. Yeah. And the way exactly. that we express thanks should be one of those, but it feels you, you're saying the thankfulness you're seeing of late, particularly from Christians feels hollow or it feels shallow, common, common, common. Here, here's, I, I use this phrase, like, um, I call it lowest common denominator life, mm-hmm. right? It, it comes from that whole mm-hmm. idea of, of, you know, what what do I basically need to do to get by? Mm-hmm. And there is a lowest common denominator Christianity mm-hmm. that, that exists. And that lowest common denominator Christianity is what is the minimum that I need to, be, need to do to, to be considered... A Christian, what is the minimum that I need to do to merit eternal life? Which, yeah, of course, you, you can't. can't. You know, what is the minimum? Yeah, yeah. And and I and I my my guess would be on that. It's my study of people, right? There, it's just like, what is the minimum I need to do in order to still belong to the Christian community, right? Right. Because I think I think most people at least in our orbit, who would profess to be Christians, um, have said a prayer at some point and believe at some level that they have eternal security. Yeah. Um, but then their day-to-day is, is this can be this LCD thing yes. where it's just, what's the minimum effort I need to put in in my faith so that I can be accepted by my Christian friends? Right. Or right. so that my, you know, so that I can show my face in a church on a Sunday, whichever one I happen to go to, and I will get along in that community. And I think there's a large chunk of our population that functions that way. I think it's yeah. probably less here in New England, um, even though it's definitely here. Because um, just culturally, like you have to put a lot of effort to be a Christian, like in there yeah. in our culture, right? Yeah. It's not a normal. It's not a norm here. And so anybody, I you know, I I am impressed with anybody who shows up to church at any kind of with any kind of um, regularity. Yes. Agreed. Um, here, because it's very countercultural to do so, but there are places in the country where it's not countercultural. Um, and at that point, then you're doing that. Now you're operating more out of this place of what, what's the minimum effort I need to put in so that I can show my face in this community and be a part of it. Yeah, right. Exactly. Exactly. And yeah, and and so the way we express thanks, thanks. can roll into that. Exactly. Right? So so here's 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 my concern. All right. Um, I was reading in Psalm 40 this week. Um, I do a I do a Bible study with the men in the church uh, on Sunday mornings, and we're we've been working through David's Psalms, mm-hmm. uh, skipping all of the Psalms that don't that aren't David, but just going to David's Psalms. And, and in Psalm forty, there's just this whole proclamation attitude hmm. that David has. He's he's going to tell of God's good works. He's going to he's going to to sing a new song. He's going to do all of these things that are very very vocal about his thanksgiving to God for. Uh, how he he reached down into the miry pit and yeah. put in he'll and eventually make Bono a lot of money. rock and yeah. yes right <laughs> right so um I, I was thinking about that but thinking about that also in the context of this i'm i'm grateful to be alive um i think that we as believers have lost sight of god hmm. in our lives hmm. we don't we don't credit him 
with his actions. Yeah, it's like, so when we teach people to pray who are new to it, yeah, um, I think one of the things that maybe this is our fault pastorally or, you know, discipling wise, not just the two of us, but just those who disciple babies in the faith, like, you know, we're trying to help you get a kickstart into this process of communicating with God. And we'll often say like, hey, you can be thankful for anything. Yes. Because all of it is by the grace of God. And so I think a lot of people will stay in that place in Mm -hmm. their development and they won't mature in their and their um, ability to express things. Right. Right. And so right. the image, like there, there are elements of immaturity in that thankfulness. And I think that's probably the frustration piece for us. Right. Like if we're going to be honest, right? Like we right. get frustrated with, with Christians who should be more mature than they are. Right. And, and I think this is an element of that. And maybe we're poking you in the eye in the moment and yeah, we intended That's to do okay. that. Um, so, <laughs> but I think this is an element of immaturity. Like, if you're only expressing like thankfulness for these basics, then you you're not being very creative, or you're not paying attention very well. That's true. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, That's a concept in the New Testament that Paul uses a lot. It's the concept of blamelessness, hmm. and that is living up to your potential hmm. in your spiritual life. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you expect you you expect um, a baby who's just learned to talk to get away with things like mama and dada and ba and, yeah. and you laugh yeah, yeah. at that and yeah, you think it's, it's sweet yeah. you know it's, it's no longer cute when you're it's, 15 if you're 15 and you're asking for ba yeah then you are you are <clears throat> definitely behind yeah yeah and and i think that that's one of those things about thanksgiving is that you need to learn to grow in your thanks we give you lowest common denominators at least be thankful for the things that are obvious right that like we're trying to tune you into something right like this 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 is an obvious baseline level of thankfulness that people miss who don't pay attention right so this is like this this is like the a uh discipleship gift to you hey god woke you up this morning he didn't have to um, God has blessed you with health. He doesn't have to, like, because all of these things are within the control of our Lord. And so, any good and perfect gift is from God. You know, any good moment that you experience is a, is a moment that God has blessed you with. And so, pay attention to those and offer thanks to those things. Right. Right. And so, that's what we're doing to help you get started. But we don't really want you to stay just in that spot. And I th- no. I think a lot of people do. Right. And it doesn't make you. And this is the problem. Going back to this idea of being different, it doesn't make you much. It doesn't make you different. No. It doesn't distinguish you from the rest of culture that also at some level wants to practice thankfulness. Um, that's why it's a national holiday and not a church holiday. Thanksgiving, right? right? right. Like exactly. the culture values this, but we're, you know, we should be better than the culture. I was listening. Um, I, I heard a study recently. This is an interesting stat. They, they, they were studying sleep patterns and they, um, you know, took a group of people and we're seeing how well they slept. And in this study, it, one group spent the last like 30 minutes before going to sleep listing out things that had happened that day that they were thankful for. And the other group just got to go to sleep. And the group that had practiced gratitude prior to falling asleep uh, slept much better than the group that didn't. Of course they did. Yeah. And I hear a study like this and, and like, you know, some, and a, 
you know, there's not a faith related podcast I was listening to. I hear a study like this. I'm like, oh yeah, obvious. You're wired to talk to the Lord. And this is like, <clears throat> you know, right, you right. should pray before bed, right? right like, <laughs> right, right. Like you should close your day in prayer, like rehearsing the blessings of, you know, yes. and, and of course, like, you know, just because you don't have a relationship with the Lord doesn't mean that the way God has desired the human body to work that can't benefit at some level from this thing. Right? Absolutely. Yeah. And so, um, like I just laughed that like yet again science catches up to something that Christians have known for, for years, centuries. Right. Um, but this doesn't make you different than the world. Like listing out the things, the the minor things of the day that you're thankful for, don't make. That's just it's become a collectively acceptable thing. Right. And so how do we look? different how do we distinguish ourselves as christians i think some of that's growth in our ability Absolutely. to offer thanksgiving right it's 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 growth but it's also um there's there's a discipline here that maybe we don't talk about and that's the the discipline of a god perspective mm -hmm. um you will not be thankful for the things that god is doing in your life if you're not looking for the things that God is doing in your life. Right. You'll be stuck on dear Jesus. Thank you for this day. Exactly. And, and, and there's a, there's a, a skill. Maybe it works into the skill of meditation. Mm -hmm. And uh, we, we had a conversation about this in our household the other night because we were watching a, we we're watching a Christmas movie uh, on Disney plus that we enjoy, but it has strong Buddhist and Eastern religion, um, Undertones, uh, uh, yeah. partially because Shirley MacLaine is in it, and you can't have anything with Shirley MacLaine in it that doesn't have Eastern overtones. Wouldn't it be cool if they said that about Christians in Hollywood? You can't have wouldn't anything, that? you know, without like Christian overtones. If this actor was, yeah, wouldn't that be amazing? It'd be awesome. Wouldn't that be? Yeah. But we're watching it, and of course, there's a scene where they're, you know, engaging in meditation, and and it's like meditation from an Eastern perspective is the emptying of the mind. Mm -hmm. Whereas meditation from a biblical perspective is the filling of the mind. Mm -hmm. And it's the filling of the mind of all of the things that God has done. Right. And the words that God says. And in doing that, it brings inner peace. Sure. Because you're focusing your attention on God. you're getting off of you and you're getting on to the sustainer and creator, right? Exactly. So, so maybe it's part of that whole meditation process where... We are forcing ourselves to look back in our lives for that day, for that hour, for that week, and just saying, where was God working? Mm -hmm. I, was, I was thinking about this piece. You know, we were, I was working with our bookkeeper, our church bookkeeper here before coming in this morning. And um, working. it's the end of the year, so I got to you know, work, make sure all my budget stuff is lined up for my ministries here that I oversee and also for my own personal expense accounts and all those, right? And uh, tracking all that's important. And I think most people would recognize that tracking their finances are at some level are important. And I think you know, I was also saying in the office this morning, it it saddens me just how many people go through life without paying attention to their finances, right? Yes. Yeah. Like, and then they wonder why they don't have money. Like, this is a this is a this is an American problem, right? right. Like, we're the wealthiest nation in the world by far, and most of us are living paycheck to paycheck because we don't pay attention. Right. And uh, man, I think. A lot of us in, in our faith are the same way. We are living out of this exceptional abundance from a gracious God who is constantly giving us things to be thankful for. But because we're not tracking 
what we are communicating with him. We don't pay attention to what we're praying for. Right. We don't pay attention to his fulfilled promises. So we get to a point at the end of the day where we sit down to pray or in the morning when we get up and start to pray, or at least it's your meal when you sit down to pray over it. You just don't know what to thank God for because you haven't been tracking his activity. Right. Exactly. And you're not, so you're not tracking it. You're not actually re- rehearsing and going through your day and going through your mind and saying, what did God do? Mm-hmm. Because God isn't. He's an active God and he's a participatory God. Mm -hmm. So if you're not seeing God work, it's not because he isn't. It's that you're not recognizing it. Yeah. And so then our baseline goes back to, at least he woke me up today. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. How how minimalist is that? Yeah. Shortchanging his might and his grace, right? Right. So, so I think that the first step is actually to take that, that, that retroactive look of saying, what did God do? But then there's also like another part of it is, is you get to a point in your life where if you're not seeing that, you need to start your day and you should start your day with, I'm going to keep my eyes open for what God does today. Yeah. That's the thing I do in my, um, every morning on the way to school, I pray with the girls. Uh, we all, the three of us pray together on the drive over. And that's my prayer for them almost every morning is that they would notice the things of the Lord that day, right? That right. they would... You know, we pray over the things that are coming, but then my prayer for them is that they would have moments where they recognize God's grace. Yeah. And that's a prayer for myself every day too, but I pray that over my family every day. That, yeah, that they would, beautiful. That they would notice God's activity. Yeah. Um, because it's so easy to miss it. Yeah. Which is kind of like, we had this we had this conversation, I think it's, you, know, you pick the kids up at school and um, <laughs> if you ask them a question, how was your day? Like, Good. Yeah. 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 And like I've I've learned um I've learned like uh, I'll pick your daughters up at school mm-hmm. and uh you know my question is usually something along the lines of what made you laugh today? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, or you know and, Who, did anybody frustrate you today? Yes, or, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And and those questions lead to greater understanding. So sometimes you have to ask yourselves those questions to lead you to thankfulness like what didn't go your way today? Hmm. Yeah. Right? How was God in that? Right. Or what's something that happened today that I didn't have control over? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And how did it resolve? Or did it resolve? Mm -hmm. And and those lead you to questions that those lead you to see God in action in your life. Um, And and then there's this other aspect of that, which, yeah, I'm not sure we have actually explored all of this. You can bring me back. But... (laughs) um, it's not just that you're thankful, it's that you're sharing it. Mm, yeah. I mean, I'm glad you're thankful for whatever it is that God did. But doesn't but other people need to know about that. And you're saying, "Oh, but you know, my religion's pretty private." No, it isn't. Shouldn't be. No, it isn't. <laughs> no. Not what it's designed for. No, that that was that was a lie that was that was hatched on Christianity as a way of keeping Christians under control. Mm-hmm. Okay. Your faith is not private. Never designed to be. Never. Yeah. Right. Your relationship with Jesus and how you came to that is personal. Right. See, that's the manipulation. It's personal, not private. Yes. It's your individual walk with God that should be on display. Yes. But it's not private by any means. And, and you know, you go to that Psalm, Psalm 40 that I mentioned, and uh, David 
David tells of God's mighty works to unbelievers, and he tells God's mighty works. He gives thanks to God for the things that he's done to uh, even to those who believe. So it, both sides, uh, you, you should be willing to tell. Un- yeah. You, you want to you share Christ with other people? You have to earn the right to do that. And you earn the right to do that by sharing the things that God does in your life and I mean, being thankful for things that are just crazy. Don't you want to hear about some benefits? Like just as a pragmatic, from a pragmatic perspective, right? Like, you know, we ask that question of things all the time. What's the benefit of this? Yes. And, and shouldn't your non-Christian friends know that there is some sort of benefit to walking with the Lord beyond just heaven? Yeah. I mean, heaven should be enough. Heaven is enough. Sure. But, but for the average person, heaven's not enough. And so, like, it, you know, shouldn't we be communicating with some kind of regularity that God is active in blessing us day to day? So in a 30-second commercial, there's a product out there that tells you that it will seal just about everything. But to make sure that you knew that they would do it, they actually they actually paint the bottom of a, a leaky boat with it. Yeah. Right? And go sailing out on the water with a screen door or whatever. Yeah. Do they need to do that? By the way, does it actually do it? I have no idea if it actually does that, right? <laughs> but but what the point is, is they're proving to you that what they have is worthwhile mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and that you should go out and buy a can or a bottle or a tape or whatever Chase it is. Or whatever they're, yeah. yeah. Right? Uh, and and that's, that's part of the process. Well, I need to be thankful in front of unbelievers so that they know that there's not something weird about you, but there's something great about you mm-hmm. i think i just read um finished reading daniel in my this personal reading and another indication of this right like it's partially thanksgiving because of just how prayer works we think about that um edict that is sent out that forces you know everybody to only pray to cyrus cyrus right yeah um and daniel's immediate response is to go to his high tower where he's really visible and pray yeah not to the king right so right. that all of those adversaries immediately see it they know it they know it's his pattern that's why they've created the law um to catch him in this thing and he knows that because he's an intelligent man and he still goes and publicly proclaims his love to the lord yeah yeah. and uh which is thanksgiving is a public proclamation of his love to god yes and uh and it will it will make people around you take notice it will make them take action and maybe that's something that we're trying to avoid but our public proclamation of the goodness of god should make people notice and it should make them have to make a decision about you yep absolutely absolutely yeah and if we're just sticking with i woke up today and i have my health and even i mean so i turn to offend somebody even if people ask you what you're thankful for and you just say i'm thankful for salvation yeah what have you told them like that again i think is a basic and i uh, you should be thankful for that. But if that's your, if that's your canned response, and that's just it, like I'm thankful, like Jesus died on the cross for my sins, or I'm thankful for my salvation. Yeah, we, yeah, that's great. What has God done for yeah. you lately? Is that it? Like, is that yeah. it's just you're thankful for the first part? And like, is there anything else happening? Yeah. Or is this, you know, any kind of canned response is a false response. Like, it's a way of like holding people 
back away from what's really going on in your life and in your world. And it, it keeps us away from community. Yeah, right. And Christian Christianity is a communal faith too, right? It's not, yes. it's personal. It's not private and it is communal. So it's it's how you personally relate to God. And it's how we together relate to the Lord. Right. And if you just give the same Thanksgiving response every time you're asked, you're keeping people away from the richness of the communal part of faith. Right. Which is something we talked about a little bit also in the pre-show is this this idea of we need to share our thanksgivings with other believers mm-hmm. because that's that's a key to their growth and it's a key to your growth. Right. Right. Because I think there are people out there who just don't know what to look for also. Right. And as somebody who is mature, who has spiritual maturity can list out like in my regular praying, I've been asking the Lord about this thing and he delivered and answered in this way. Like you just giving that like piece of communication gives other people in the room. this like, oh, wow, God actually responds to prayer. And that's really powerful. I should try that. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And we used to do this a lot more um, in old-fashioned days when we had evening services and in old-fashioned days when everything wasn't being broadcast, which required everybody to have a microphone so that everybody would actually hear Hear what's going on, yeah. We used to often do uh, evening services or a service where it would just be, okay, we're going to sing a hymn, and when we're done with this hymn, um, I I want you to stand up and share, you know, something that God did for you this week. I used to say, I used to define it, right? Mm -hmm. Something that God did for you this week that was a blessing or an opening and and people would stand up and talk about you know I I was at work and I had the opportunity to share Jesus and it was really scary but I talked about it or um you know I I had this I had this doctor's appointment I was really scared about and mm-hmm. several people were praying for me and and you know God took care of it and just see we need to share those things. And we actually, in some ways, we've gotten to a place where we don't have a medium for that. Yeah. Um, we try to encourage that. We have a fellowship time in our in our church uh, for half an hour before our worship service starts. And really what we want that to do is not to talk about the Patriots and, you know, or... You Nobody's know, talking about the Patriots this season. Have you noticed true. that? I've noticed that. Yeah. yeah, not a word. Yeah. Not a word. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or, you know, the fact that the... Red Sox didn't get the best pitcher in baseball, but he's going to The Mets Texas. just did. The Mets just did. I got buzzed on my wrist just no. now. Verlander is on his way to the Mets. No kidding. Was yeah. that like a, oh, that was quite the trade. Mm. Mm, interesting. All right. Yeah. So there you go. So, so uh, <laughs> you know, nobody's talking. It's a chance for you to be thankful. Thank, as a Mets yeah, fan. for the Mets. The Mets have a <laughs> shot next year, right? But we lost to Grom. So there you go. A, um, so there's this. There's this need, though, and we want people in the fellowship time not to talk about those things, but to talk about what did Jesus do? Yeah. You know, because that's what really builds a fellowship. That's what builds our worship. We had a great time in my Sunday school class last week because one of my guys just, he opened up hmm. and he, he told what was going on in his life. And, you know, I was, I, I said to him, I'm thankful. Mm-hmm. For you sharing that, because now I know how to pray for you better. Mm-hmm. And, and then we we all prayed for him because we we wanted we wanted God's blessing in in the struggle that he was going through. Yeah, and that's part. and because he's gone through that moment, and because you as a group have gathered around him to pray, he will likely have something to be thankful for down the road. Yes, absolutely. Right, absolutely. So you know, it's fair. For example, it's fair to be be thankful for. 
uh, bad experiences, mm-hmm. and it's fair to be thankful for uh, experiences of abundance that God brings your way that you weren't expecting. Um, and it's fair to be thankful for uh, opportunities to share Jesus. And it's fair to be thankful uh, for e- even the things that you don't understand. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, those are all those are all places and things that we should be thankful for. And we should be sharing those thankful thanksgivings right. on a regular basis. Yeah. And you can still th- thank God for the basics too. Sure. It's important to re- it is important to remember that. We don't want to get to this point where you're afraid to thank God for your day or to tell us that you're grateful for salvation because, you know, we have to, it is important for us as believers to recite the gospel to ourselves with frequency. Yes. And so we don't want to communicate that necessarily, but I think what we're just trying to drive you toward is maturity. And we we want you to experience the richness of Thanksgiving. Yes. And, um, you know. Dig deeper. Yeah, that's it. That's the, that's, that's the rant. That's the end of the rant. Yeah. Dig yeah. deeper. Dig deeper. Um, notice, pay attention. Uh, because there's a lot to be thankful for because God is an active God who is who is doing an active thing in your life. And it's important to notice those things and pay attention to them. It will make your life better. It's science, according to that thing I heard. <laughs> um, it will make your life better to recite the goodness of God. It'll make you sleep better. Um, at least. At least. But also, it will improve your walk with the Lord. It will improve, it'll improve your community. Right, not just the way you relate to the community, but the way your community grows and matures. Also, like right. the whole that whole room grew in their walk with God because of one man's willingness to be vulnerable. Yeah, and our community grows as a church when we are willing to go deep in our thankfulness. Right, and when we pay attention to God's activity and we respond. Right, that's worship, too. Right, the more you look, the more you see. Yeah, the more you see, the more you grow. Yeah. The more you grow, the more others grow. That's right. There it is. That's the yeah. story. We're glad you joined us today. I We're hope thankful. you grew. Yeah, thankful you're a part of the audience and a part of one of those people who does the things like rating and liking and yeah, sharing. Yeah. Um, we're grateful for your uh, for your participation in this. And our prayer is that through the encouragement you received here, that you would share it with others and make somebody else better too. Even us. Yeah. Hey, we'll take that too. Yeah, we like that. Uh, have a great week, everyone. We'll see you back here next time. You have been listening to Inside the Pastor Study Podcast with Pastors George and Jeremy Stevens. Artwork by Caitlin Gallagher, music by San Demetrius, and engineering help from Ashley Gallagher. To find out more about us, head to Marsh Corner.